Do you love food? It's a struggle to figure out what to eat to lose weight without feeling too restricted, isn't it? Life can get tough when you only want two things, to lose weight and to eat, right? If you're nodding yes, then you're going to love this episode. And you'll also laugh your butt off at this super embarrassing story I'm about to share. Three, two, one, let's go. Ain't no limit. Tell them there ain't nothing stopping you. Taking off, weight loss made possible. Plenty ups and downs, but she won't fail. Lucy, show them how to reinvent yourself. They say life is a challenge and you can't overcome it. It don't matter what happens. You ain't stopping for nothing. Do it like a boss. Hey, you know what we about to do? Take off, weight loss made possible. Let's go. Want to learn how to lose weight from someone who has done it before? Subscribe now. Welcome to Weight Loss Made Possible. I'm your host, Lucy Laramie. When a semi-truck crashed into my car and flatlined my life as I knew it, the recovery heaped an additional 60 pounds onto my lifelong battle with my weight. Do you know how kids get a bit too heavy to be carried? The extra weight I lugged around was equivalent to constantly holding three small children. My weight loss journey empowered me to lose over 100 pounds and keep the weight off for over five years. Yet, it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked confidence in who I was and what I could do. Fast forward past many failed attempts and the lessons learned and you will see the version of me today that looks better, feels better, is healthier, and has more freedom. I created Weight Loss Made Possible to share stories and lessons learned from my journey and to give you simple strategies to help you forge your own path to success. If you want to become the champion in your weight loss story, you're in the right place. Let's get to it, friend. In order to lose weight, it's important to improve your relationship with food. However, all the guides I have read over the years on how to do so seem to recommend at least 10 things. Choosing where to focus for the greatest impact and improvement can be overwhelming. If you're anything like me, you may feel at times like you must develop an infallible willpower against food in order to succeed. So if you're feeling overwhelmed and confused trying to figure out what to do to make the biggest impact, you're not alone. Should you replace bacon with kale and strive for perfection in your habits and efforts to eat healthy? And what does eating healthy even mean these days? So often, the food industry pressures you to become hyper-focused on food swaps because they want you to shift dollars in your food budget from one company's pocket to another. So how do you authentically set yourself up to eat healthier? I have full confidence that you are capable of success on this journey, and my goal is to provide you insight on this issue 
from someone with a real-life weight loss story that has overcome real challenges. How is it that our ancestors ate for tens of thousands of years and passed down all this food knowledge, yet food has suddenly become too complex, too advanced, and too sophisticated for the average person? Some professionals imply that you might not be able to figure out what to eat on your own. That's not true, friend. The story I have to tell you today may cause you to pee your pants laughing. There's something hilarious about it now, but it wasn't funny when it happened. Do you ever spend time with people who are completely different from you? When someone views things totally opposite from you, it can make for an interesting exchange. There are times when that results in growth and learning, and there are other times when it's a complete disaster. One of the guys I dated when I lived in Atlanta was a car enthusiast and belonged to several car clubs and meetups. Us girls were referred to as WAGs by the guys in this car community, mainly we were the wives and girlfriends. It was suggested to me that I hang out with the fiancé of a good friend of my boyfriend. The truth is, is that I like cars myself, and I think they were hoping I would help the other girl become more interested in the hobby and spending time in the community. But the two of us were complete opposites. In what way? This was before I lost weight. This girl fluctuated between a size 0 and a size 2, and I was easily a size 20. She was a brunette, and I was a blonde. Most likely, she was an extrovert. Well, I'm a little more introverted. Her car was a Nissan Versa, and mine was a manual Corvette. Except for the community we hung out in, we didn't have much in common. In the weeks following our introduction, my boyfriend invited this couple with us to dinner for my birthday. Trying new foods and restaurants is one of my favorite things to do. I am a total foodie. Food is my passion, and I enjoy eating all kinds of food, and especially eating in unusual places. The reservation was at a 16 times Four Diamond award-winning restaurant called Non Thai Fine Dining in Midtown Atlanta. I'm a fan of Thai food, and the restaurant was founded by a talented chef from Thailand. The place had all the bells and whistles of an excellent fine dining establishment. High-quality, luxurious ingredients served in unique and beautiful presentations, high-end dishware and cutlery, white linens, and fabulous decor. Of course, such a sophisticated and unique experience comes at a price. Fine dining guests tend to adhere to an unspoken set of behaviors. They wear appropriate clothing. They don't make too much noise, and they take their time and don't feel rushed. Taking a seat at the table, we waited for the other couple who were running late. Have you ever seen the movie Clueless? Do you remember the main character, Cher? Whether you've seen the movie or not, Cher was 
vain and materialistic, but ultimately well-meaning. There is a scene in which she wears an over-the-top red fur coat with feathers. When a robber confronts her in a parking lot while she is wearing the coat and points a gun at her, she balks and begins arguing with him because she doesn't want to ruin her coat. There are many similarities between Cher and my new acquaintance at the time. You know why I said at fine dining establishments, it's intended that you take your time? That's the only part of this that my new acquaintance got right. She tranced into the restaurant 30 minutes late wearing a gaudy fake fur coat, skinny jeans, and borderline stripper heels. As soon as she sat down at the table, she started babbling away, barely paying attention to the menu. She had never tried Thai food before and perhaps had never been to a fine dining restaurant either. There was no doubt that she was more interested in the conversation than the food or the atmosphere. My goal was to divert her attention to the menu and assist her. However, she blew right past it, babbling away without even looking at the menu. When it was her turn to order, she was completely lackadaisical about her order and food. She simply said, oh, I'll take whatever the special is. Now, when you order the special in a restaurant like that, it's special. Over the course of my lifetime, I have visited more than 2,500 restaurants around the world. It was one of the most elaborate dishes I've ever seen served. The dish was a complete pineapple with a whole red snapper fish wrapped around it. And it was one of the most expensive dishes on the menu. Maybe $75 or more. The moment the dish was placed in front of her, she stops babbling, looks at it, She shrieks as she begins to sob while screaming, Oh my God! Oh my God! Take it away! Take it away! The maitre d' and the chef come running from the kitchen and the entire restaurant pauses to stare at our table. We all wait for this girl to calm down and speak so we can figure out what the problem is. Someone grabs the dish and takes it away, and after a few moments of bawling, she calms down enough and sucks in enough air to blurt out, It looks like the fish in my fish tank at home! I can't! I can't! Have you ever seen the memes of Kim Kardashian's crying face? That was the exact expression on this girl's face. The next 30 to 45 minutes were absolutely mortifying. She threw a massive fit and also refused to pay for the dish and made a complete scene. Despite the fact that this story is funny, at least now, there is a lesson to be learned. As I had gotten to know her, I thought to myself, if only I were like her and was mostly disinterested in food, I could be a size two as well. However, one of the biggest challenges in weight loss stalked me. 
developing the willpower to resist food. Creating that willpower is the problem, but how do you do it? In order to achieve your long-term goals, you must be able to resist short-term gratification. There is evidence that willpower is positively associated with self-esteem, substance abuse reduction, financial security, and physical and mental well-being. Here's the secret I have learned, though. I promise you, willpower is created around you, not within you. Recent research from the Cambridge University Press also supports that the best way to reach one's goal is not to resist temptations, but to avoid temptations before they arrive. The environment in that restaurant didn't match the vibe of my new acquaintance, so she had no willpower to not cause a scene. In that environment, I had more power because I could thrive in an environment where better quality food was consumed in smaller portions and at a slower pace. Since our struggles were different, so were our environment. If you want to develop willpower, you should ask yourself this question. Where are you placing your blame? You're much more likely to succeed when you control the environments you go into rather than when you put yourself in situations that challenge your success and then punish yourself when you fail. An environment that contradicts your goals and ambitions won't allow you to grow or thrive. Trying to control yourself in an environment that doesn't serve you creates a lot of problems. Making changes in your environment can set you up for success. You get to choose the environments that you're in. It wasn't fair either to compare myself to someone with different vices and challenges. It can be a superpower if you're a foodie. How come? Contrary to popular belief, every problem you encounter with food on your weight loss journey has more than one solution. The more you know about food and the more you like it, the more opportunities there are. Sadly, my shame shielded me from seeing that. The question is, what steps can be taken to fix it? Let me break this down so you can get past it. First off, don't overwhelm yourself by trying to change too much at once. Losing weight isn't like switching on a light. It's more like you're looking at a dimmer switch. Finding the right setting takes a little bit of tinkering. Taking on too much at once can lead to perfectionism or analysis paralysis. The first step is to figure out what behavior or aspect of your environment you want to focus on. I'm still trying to figure this out sometimes, even after losing 100 pounds. As an example, I lived alone when I started my weight loss journey and had a lot of control over my food. Because I moved closer to family, eating family meals can be very triggering for me for a lot of different reasons. Right now, I'm working on that. Depending on your situation, it might be eating out, 
snacking late or cutting down on alcohol. You've got to decide which behavior you want to change first. The second thing is to think about what triggers that behavior. It's helpful if you can make a list. In other videos, I've mentioned how asking yourself why five times can help you figure out what's going on. Writing a list of how to avoid those triggers is the next step once you know the root cause of the triggers. Are there any ways you can restructure your environment so it's less triggering? Think about what you can do to get away from what's not working and move towards what is. For my acquaintance, it was time to switch restaurants. And for me, it was time to switch friends. I'm being both funny and serious. No offense to her, but we weren't on the same page. You know what? It's okay. It's okay to say this environment or these people are not serving me anymore. My intention was to give you a simplistic strategy that I know works. At the same time, it's important to acknowledge that this can be a hard process. Be patient with yourself. As we wrap up this episode, let me just cover the three steps you must take to create willpower on your journey. First, focus on the most important problem first. Second, decide what triggers you. And third, strategize how to avoid those situations, those environments, and people that don't match the person you want to become. And the awesome thing about this, these are situations you are going through, not who you are. Be proud of your determination to continue. We all must make mistakes in order to learn and grow. You got this. See you next time, friend. You've been listening to Weight Loss Made Possible. You want to learn how to lose weight from somebody who's done it before? Make sure you get your free copy of Lucy's favorite weight loss resources. Go to weightlosswithlucy.com and follow on Instagram for daily motivation at weightlosswithlucy.com. Time to make your weight loss transformation possible. Until next time, don't give up on the journey. Subscribe and hit the website and follow on Instagram. Let's go.